Hey, what's good, people? This is episode 70. This is Sports Debate Tuesday. That's Rob McLean. The episode starts right now. Hated, I love it, the underdog's on top, and I'm gonna, <laughs> you knew it, <laughs> and I'm gonna shine, he said, I'm gonna shine, homie, until my heart stops, envy me, I'm Raps MVP, and I ain't going nowhere, so you should get to know me, what's up, this is episode 70, this is Sports Debate Tuesday, along with my man, Rob, keep it, McLean, McLean, I'm your hostess with the mostest, I'm Jason DeBellis, thanks for having us back, it has been a minute, my dude, what's up? What's happening? What's happening? Hey, summer happened. Volleyball happened. You know, elite athletes got to do their thing. That happened. I traveled, right? We, I was coaching, doing some color commentary. I got some pretty big breaks. You got a pretty good partner. Um, you look, you're looking good out there, brother. You're looking good out there. So, hey, a lot to talk about. We want to talk about um, some of these these celebrity shows, these YouTubers um, engaging combat sports, um, boxing people who are not necessarily in that wheelhouse. Of course, we got our NFL pick six. The NFL's back. I know you miss it. So do I. We got to shame or not to shame. Uh, but first things first. Rob McLean, the NFL is back. The NFL is back. I was so excited from Thursday all the way up to Sunday night, all the way up to Monday because this is Sports Debate Tuesday, but we're pre-recording, but that's our dirty little secret. Um, very, very, very happy. Um, very, I, I love the emotional highs and lows, so I'm just gonna, I'm going to put the first subject question like this. Um, which game impressed you or excited you the most? We're going to start with that. And then which game was um, kind of a disappointment? Um, you go first with favorite game and I'll go first with disappointment. Um, my favorite game actually was, uh, the Philadelphia Eagles and the Atlanta Falcons. Um, I was, uh, thoroughly surprised how bad the, the Falcons, I mean, they came out strong, you know, they had Cordell Patterson at running back now looking great. Um, but they just didn't put together as a team, but, um, yeah, the, the Eagles, Jalen hurts, man. That was my my biggest surprise and my my the, the best thing I think that's happened all week was that you know he came out he looked like one of the best quarterbacks uh, this week at least and yeah he he killed it their team looked great um, running the ball running the read option throwing the ball every ball came out of his hands was clean I mean he looked like he had a fantastic game so that was my 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 favorite game of the week just because you know a, a baller balled out and. Everybody doubted him, and he did his thing. Yeah, man. Look, how about having Devontae Smith, man? Something about getting those Alabama receivers, man. And he had the best of both worlds, didn't he? He was at Alabama first three years, understood how defenses played and structure, and then that last year at Oklahoma, that guy's like, he's spitting out quarterbacks, right, from from Kyler Murray to to Mayfield, Baker Mayfield's mm-hmm. like three, like four seasons, three great quarterbacks. So that's a really, really good pick. The game that excited me the most was the Thursday one, man. That was the Dallas Cowboys and that was the Tampa Bay Bucks. It was one of those things where if you have this, it's like a movie, right? When you have this all-star lineup, you're almost expected to be disappointed. 
because there's just too many there's just too many rock stars and 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 they sometimes you see a movie like that they end up stinking up the joint so when everybody does their job and man it's just great and Dak Prescott did not disappoint man he's like 42 for 58 um 403 yards three 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 Benny Bones not bad passer rating 108 um now the disappointing part, I guess, is why the hell he had to pass 58 times when you got Cabo, Cabo Zeke over there rushing for 33 yards is beyond there me. But, but the man, look, when the man knew his guy wasn't running, right, he had to par for the course, cowboy up. And then he did. That's the team I like the least, but but you, it's kind of like the Yankees, right? You can't really boo Mariano Rivera. I mean, you got to be an idiot. And, and I feel the same way about Dak Prescott. He's out there and he's doing his thing, man. And he... Held out for his contract, got his money, and and now that he's 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 earning this money, and the only thing, the only mistake he made was leave Tom Brady a, a minute a minute twenty four on the clock. You know, I know a lot of the Cowboy fans are like tweeting like, "Yeah, we got you. Talk now, talk now." And I'm like, "You do know, you do know there's a minute twenty four left, right?" <laughs> Against uh-huh. Te- Teflon Tom with with an actual receiving core. It's not like you have to triple team like Edelman or Wes Welker or somebody. Right. This dude had a receiving core. Everyone was honed on Mike Evans, and he, man, he just killed it. Antonio Brown, 121 yards receiving in the score. Um, freaking Chris Godwin, 105 yards receiving. Rob Gronkowski came out of retirement, right? People want to come out of retirement and play for this guy. People want to restructure their contracts and take a pay cut to play with this guy. Why? Why? Because for one season, just for one season, one little taste, one little lick, one little bite, man, I want to be in that Super Bowl with a chance to possibly win or lose. And very, very much like LeBron James making the finals every damn year, you got Tom Brady making it to the Super Bowl, winning or losing every damn year. He's truly the GOAT. So it was the GOAT against the upstart. And neither one of them disappointed. I was galvanized. I was excited. Very, very hell of a start. Thursday night game, hell of a start. Now, as to the question of which one was my biggest disappointment, there are a whole bunch. There's the elephant in the room, Green Bay. But but I'm not gonna go there. I'm before. Um, I'll go first. But before I give this answer, I will preface my comments by saying that. I lack objectivity when it comes to this team, okay? I'm completely biased. I do not, I am not objective when it comes to my Buffalo Bills. The Buffalo Bills are a big disappointment. It was a team that, against Pittsburgh, who's well coached, you know, Chase Claypool's a problem, Roethlisberger, um, you know, was protected for the most part. He got hit a couple of times, but, and the running game's nothing to be scared about. And it's one of those things where if you know it's a low scoring game, you, you don't go for it on fourth down. The, the the number the the both times that they went for it on fourth down resulted in a touchdown and a field goal you know when they didn't have to sometimes if you're up 10-0 if it's just the score is 10-6 you punt it's okay just punt you know because what happens what happens when you go for the fourth down you miss right it changes momentum gives the other team you know uh, um a, a little bit of a lift right the defense lifts the offense and boom so that was my big disappointment. Now we're gonna we're gonna I'm I'm mowing through this because I know we still got the pick six. Rob, who was your disappointment? Um, I mean, I think it's for everybody. I, I think you know, Green Bay. <laughs> Say it with me. <laughs> so disappointing. Yeah, I mean, that game was because uh, again, there were a lot of great games. I thought there was very few bad games uh, th- this week. I mean, even I thought even the Steelers and and the Buffalo Bills. 
came a little out, out a little lower than expectation. You know, it was a great defensive game. You know, I thought it would have been maybe a little bit more offensive on the Buffalo Bills part, but great for the, you know, Steelers. But yeah, for me, New Orleans Saints was even actually my biggest expectation, you know, or my biggest, uh, my biggest um, surprise from this week. You know, Jameis Winston coming out four TDs, 300 plus yards. I mean, what, what a, <laughs> what a stat line to come out first time, but that's what he's capable of. If he doesn't turn the ball over, that's the kind of stats he was putting up. He was just putting up four TDs and four interceptions. So that team is dangerous. I mean, that team is capable of winning a Super Bowl right now with uh, a capable quarterback, and, and Jameis Winston's a much more than capable quarterback. But that's not even the big story. The big story is the best quarterback in the league put up three points. You know, maybe it's the lack of preseason. You know, maybe it's the lack of reps, but – I, I, it's kind of inexcusable after how many years in the league, you know, you kind of have the same dispute every year, you know, uh, I think it's kind of uh, trash. So I don't know what Aaron's doing. Maybe he could have gotten traded this year, you know, it would have been better off, but uh, you know, here we are. So disappointment, definitely. It was a huge disappointment because all right, he's supposed to be this bad man and this and that. And the only thing, the only redeeming thing I got from the aftermath of this game is like when you have Green Bay Packers fans and you have, or just Aaron Rodgers fans that think this man could do no wrong, every time he wins, they celebrate him. But when then he loses, it's someone else's fault. Like last year, oh, you should have trusted your guy. Oh, that's a coaching mistake. Oh, oh, the D, oh, they don't have a running game. They ran out of excuses with that because Aaron Jones was was a beast last year, though he oh, wasn't yeah. though he wasn't a beast this uh, last night uh, yesterday. So it was so cool and redeeming to actually have his own people uh, hold his feet to the fire and say, hey, what the f. You know, because, uh, because very much like a lot of politicians uh, that take credit for when everything goes good. And then when something goes bad, uh, that's that's someone else's fault. You know, um, can't blame this receiving court. Can't blame the running back. Can't blame run protection. He just had a bad game. And if everyone just called it what it is, we can get on with life instead of just just trying to defuse a bomb that's already exploded. So uh, I co-sign with you. The whole nation co-signs with you. Big disappointment on that. That was our that was our disappointing game. Um, it was weird because if I if we if I told you if I gave you the numbers and like erased the quarterbacks' names, right? You would have thought Winston's numbers were Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> right, 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 right. Right. If I just erased the quarterbacks' names and guess guess who did what? And you're like, Jay, stop playing with me, man. Five touchdowns. That ain't Jameis Winston unless he got five picks next to it. So, <laughs> so did he had five. He had five. Five touchdowns. He had five touchdowns. Dang. Yeah, let me. Uh, yeah, that's that's crazy. Yeah, let me t- yeah, that's crazy. I'm gonna take a. I'm, I'm but, taking but a second look. He definitely does that. I'm gonna take a second look, but um, defense. Yeah, five 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 touchdowns. He only he only threw for like 180 something yards. So, so it wasn't. Yeah, five five bones, five Benny bones, and 100 148 yards passing. Ran for 37 yards, five. six attempts. Hey, some, maybe you just run till you get to the end zone and just get ding 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 ding. I don't know. That's that's uh, probably a lot of good defense there. Yeah, yeah. My boy Josh Allen, man, threw for two seventy. Devin Singletary, seventy two stingy yards against a good a good uh, run defense in Pittsburgh. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm uh, just disappointed. Roethlisberger, one hundred eighty eight yards passing, but didn't didn't throw a pick. Um. It's just one of those games. If it's an ugly game, man, you just gotta, 
You just got to go ugly with it. Don't be out there doing something exotic when, when mm-hmm. everyone wants to be ugly. But good, hey, pretty much, hey, that, that was my second pick. But, of course, I, I, like I said, I'm not objective um, when it comes to my Buffalo Bills. Um, we're going to revisit the NFL in a minute. Let's go to combat sports. Let's go to boxing, I guess. Should I say boxing slash MMA? All right. Over the weekend, you got Vitor Belfort, the phenom, KO to Vander Holyfield. I guess TKO. The ref stopped it. Standing TKO. The ref thought he took enough damage. And, and you know, boxers always want to continue, but in their heart of hearts, they knew they were done. I mean, if the ref didn't get there, he's going to get KO'd. Uh, so Rob Tito Ortiz knocks out, I mean, gets knocked out by Anderson Silva. And if you saw the, the last few seconds of that, remember? He's whoosh, whoosh. Bow. Anderson Silva backed himself into a corner. You know how he does, right? And everybody mm-hmm. thinks he's like, he, 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 or he's trapped or he's scared. And he dodges a bunch of punches and then knocks you out. And, and Tito got face planted, dude. He got stiffened up, man. Sure. So the question with a lot of these celebrity matches coming, started by the Paul brothers, these YouTube sensations, are, are yeah. these types of matches uh, good, good for combat sports or bad for combat sports? Uh, I mean, any type of, you know, uh, entertainment is probably good for combat sports because as big as, you know, MMA has gotten, um, there's still a lot of issues that can be solved, you know, talking about pay equality. And they do talk about pay equality. But, um, you know, I think it's just, you know, a ruse to kind of get people to respect their, um, well, I, I honestly, it's a hustle because these aren't really even, I mean, they're sanctioned boxing fights because you're literally not allowed to promote a boxing match unless, you know, they're sanctioned, but they are three, five round fights, you know, that's not, you know, boxing used to be 15, even 30 round fights, you know? So now, you know, you're shaving it down to a 12 round fight. Now you're shaving it down to a five round or a seven round fight. It's kind or, of just or like two minute, eight rounds. It was eight rounds for two minutes each, you know? So it's like, these are like, these aren't really even amateur fights, you know? They should fight, you know, people in their same weight classes. You know, it's just there's so many things here that, you know, get convoluted. And um, I don't know. I, I don't think, you know, as a purist, you know, watching and really loving the sport, I don't really enjoy it. But, you know, I don't say he's bad. You know, I don't say any of these guys are bad. You know, it takes courage to step in the ring and, and step in and, you know, fight in big crowds. Like, there's, you know, there's levels to it. So, um, you know, props to them. But. I don't really like it. I, I think it's good publicity because, you know, any publicity is good publicity. But, uh, yeah. I mean, let's let's be honest. Eventually, the, you know, these guys are going to fight, you know, stop. They're going to stop doing it or they're going to fight somebody that's dangerous. You know, that's that's actually a fighter that really wants to, you know, fight them. <laughs> yeah. You know, let's, we'll see what happens. All right. It's interesting. <laughs> let me let me tell you a little story, okay? And bear with me on this because this is connected to it. Mm-hmm. I had a bunch of friends that would play. Um, they had this little, in my office, we had this little basketball hoop. And we just took a whole bunch of scotch tape and made it into a ball to make it look like a basketball, right? So what they asked me if I wanted to play, like $20 games or like, so I was like, let's play 50, you know, let's, let's play 50 or a hundred. So what I knew they were trying to do, they knew they were trying to get me to win. They were, they were going to let me win the first game. 
right? And I win 50, and they're like, hey, you're pretty good. Let's go double or nothing, right? And then they knew that if they beat me the second game or third game, they thought that I would want to keep playing because my beginner's luck made me think I was better than I was. What I did, Rob, I won the first game. They gave me my 50 bucks, and they asked me, do I, do, do, do I get my rematch? And I said, no, I'm good. They got so freaking pissed. <laughs> Oh, you want his money and this and that. And I'm just like, no, 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 dude, dude. I saw I saw it through you guys. My what's the moral of the story? I think this is what the Paul brothers are doing. I think they're getting their money. They're, they I mean they they their their pay-per-view numbers have to be sick right now. Um they can fight Jeremy Piven, you know, two months from now, probably get the same money. And when it comes, I think when it comes down to fight a real fighter, I think one of them is like, I'm out. And the other one um might 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 bite the bait on the beginner's luck thing. Uh, or, or whatever I think so I think it's going to be one and one now is it a question or is it good good or bad for the sport I gotta go with you man we I, 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 I think we're, we're gonna go four or five minutes into the subject and not actually answer the question I don't know I don't know all I know is it puts butts in seats you know all I know is uh, uh I think some sports to survive you have to find a way to put butts in seats you put butts in seats then you get sponsors because the people the butts in seats are going to look at the sponsors and be like Colgate did I brush my teeth today you know what I'm saying a KT tape yeah I want some of that on my shoulder or whatever and this and that we have the same problem in our sport right I mean for for indoor volleyball why the the city university championships the CUNY championships generate more fucking money and more revenue than the NPSF does is is a mystery <laughs> you know uh, um and I guess the smaller the sport, your sport is, the more you have to do for yourself, right? Like mm -hmm. April and Alex won the gold, right? But they ain't, they ain't out there doing it for people. I, mean, I, I think, you know, I think there's gold medalists. I'm, I'm going to remember more than them 10 years from now. Though they are the, I think right now, they're the most dominant team. And if they keep going, they might be the dom most dominant pair that ever played beach volleyball, right? Um, I'm not saying that they're not nice. I'm not saying that they're, they're, they're not extroverted or this or that, but... It's crazy that certain people are just better at that. And it's not, the, it's, I guess I'm trying to put the onus on the best athletes to get out there and, and do, what you, do what you gotta do, whether it's through your agent or whether it's through your own little ass, to get out there and put their butts in seats. Because the point I'm trying to make of this argument, Rob, is that these people that are making the money aren't the best athletes. This is, the, right, this is the, it's, it's in front of us plain as day. The Pauls are not best athletes. But the people that don't follow the sport might think that they're really good. And then the people who, who are really into the sport are insulted by it. And they're offended by it. And, and they should be offended by it. They, they're offended because th these guys found a way to entrepreneur themselves uh, through YouTube and found them ways them, the, themselves ways to make money in, in like three matches. Then a lot, a lot of these guys in the amateur and the professional scene who can probably clean their clock that are not making that money. So... So I think it starts from the top. I just like our sport, there has to be some kind of level of inclusiveness that 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 opens up like the top players uh, and the top people with the mid-level people, and and everyone makes a pile of money. You know, Conor McGregor. I don't think he was trying to do that. I think Conor Conor McGregor was trying to do for himself, and then as a result, the rising tide lifted all ships. So again, once again, we're what seven eight minutes into this. I didn't answer the freaking question. I don't, Rob. I don't know. Uh, do you know? I don't know. Yeah, it's tough. I mean, I definitely don't want to see, uh, you know, Tito Ortiz or Evander Holyfield fighting, you know, real seasoned, you know, still fight. And, you know, Vitor Belfort is, you know, still a pretty active fighter. You know, I, there was a clear difference between those two fighters, you know. Yeah. 
um he's a machine too and he's the first mma that had that had striking a striking resume right i mean tyron woodley he's got a a right hand he's in love with but he's tyron woodley was a wrestler first sorry go ahead absolutely no absolutely and same thing with like ben Askren. like that's not a real fight you know he doesn't really know how to throw a punch so it's like you know when when you're talking about you know even floyd mayweather against uh you know the the older paul you know i mean like Floyd's not really known as a puncher, you know, and if you're going to put a guy who is bigger by like 40 pounds and, you know, taller by four or five inches, you know, it really doesn't matter what you do. It's kind of like Rocky against, you know, the, the, the big Russian dude, you know, Drago. It's like, I must break they're, you. They're, yeah. Like they're not in the same weight class. Why is that even a fight that, that's actually even happening? Yeah. Um, well, so, Vitor, yeah, just, <laughs> didn't Vitor say he's like the elephant's not the king of the jungle, the lion is? Because <laughs> because Evander Wade more than he does, but he's like the elephant's not the king of the jungle. Last time I checked, the lion was, and you know neither one whose last name is Paul is going to take a Vitor Belfort fight. No way, no way in hell. All right. His most risky fight was Tyron Woodley. And he knew he had the reach and he knew he had the size. And he probably thought he could survive a right Tyron's right hand of right and if Tyron got it in. And Tyron did deck him once and did have him against the ropes. Probably would have been a knockdown if the ropes weren't there. But but we 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 might talk about that in shame, shame to shame or not to shame. I think we're gonna repair that on that. But I think I don't know. I think we took this one as far as it could go. But let's we let's revisit this at some point. But I think to answer the question, it's good for the sport because it's making people pay attention to the sport, but it's bad because these people, you know, other people might think that just because the one that makes the most money is the best athlete, right? So, um, right, it's, it's crazy. Like like in our sport, I'm, I'm, I'm sure there's like three American athletes that make probably make more money than Sharif, right? But Sharif's the better player, <laughs> right? Sure. So, so um, well, I think it's just, you know, especially mm-hmm. in beach volleyball, you know, I think it's, it shows how far self-promoting can go, mm-hmm. you know, where we're talking about, you know, the 80s and 90s, you know, they had purses double of what we have even today, you know, so it can only, you know, inflation-wise, it only imagine what actual money they were making back in the day. Um, and that was that's just in America, you know. Um, the international scene, again, they're doing a great job of, you know, blowing the sport up. But it's all individual kind of sponsorships, you know. And and you know the the players still have to self promote themselves to be able to get to that position. It, it it allows for a lot of freedom, but it also allows for you know it, it's hard to you know get in that game. So it's uh yeah it's uh I think volleyball is pretty pretty decent where it is but um more self-promoting you know we'll get more revenue which gets more events you know it's just yeah i mean people become part of the team we need names well since we're doing volleyball next we're going to visit the olympics uh we need names that transcend the sport like very much like hulk hogan right if you never watch a day of wrestling you know who Hulk Hogan is, right? Um, MMA had Conor McGregor, Ronda Rousey. You, you never watch an MMA match. Their name transcends the sport. Volleyball, for the last three decades, the three names that transcend the sport are Misty May, Kerry Walsh, and Karch Karat. And none of them even play any. They don't even play the sport anymore. So, so um, 
right? Phil, okay, yeah, the guy with the, the bald head. That that guy, that's who my friends who don't play the sport, no, uh, whatever. Hoping April and Alex can do it because April and Alex, sometimes you could be a quiet team and you let your play do the talking, you let your dominance do the talking. Um, April is kind of a bubbly personality, so I'd, I'd like to see her come out or whatever. I'd also like to see her say hi back to some people. Someone says hi, stop looking at them like, like they got nine heads, you know? I'm, 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 it's, I'm on my, my podcast literally calling out the best player in the world, but come on, man, stop that. You, someone says hi, say what's up, you know? They could be a fan. It would mean everything in the world. Or they could be someone like me, like her contemporary, who's covering the game and who's commentating on the game and who's coaching in the AVP. So so um, just little things like that, right? Like even Shaquille O'Neal in Central Park said, what's up? <laughs> Didn't and doesn't and doesn't know me. So um, but um, yeah. So, hey, let's stay with them. We're closing the door on combat sports. We're open the door on the Olympics. It's our it's our wheel house <laughs> um brick house reference the question as to the 2021 olympics who let's start with the women uh women's indoor won the gold our women's beach team won the gold team slays did really well in pool came out um really went jokari's mode two tournaments before the olympics uh, uh congratulations to them for for making it and, and frog leaping carrie and, and brooke um both both worthy second teams i think they probably would have finished the same spot anyway right i think both teams would get out of pool i think you'll agree with me on that so rob my question is were we surprised or not surprised that both teams took gold for women um, you know, I, I was surprised that the indoor women's, you know, took gold, uh, and that their system is really complex and, you know, they, I was really interested in the, the choices they made for the, the people that were on the court. Um, and then Courtney Thompson, uh, or yeah. I can't remember her name. Right. But, uh, she, she got injured, you know, she was on the right side. She got injured. Yep. Then the um, setter got injured. Or hurt. Yeah. Setter, setter got hurt, and then she came back. You know, and then Micah, uh, Hancock. Uh, Micah Hancock. Ooh. She had a she had a fantastic game. I think it was against Italy, and then they you know brought back you know Poulter, and so you know they they definitely had an idea of what they wanted to do, and you know Andy Drews came in and killed it at the end, and mm-hmm. you know I don't know. Yeah, I was surprised at that, but you know not surprised i don't know they they had a really great mix of, of people and team and, and and chemistry and so i was really happy to see that um the end uh the, the the beach women i don't think it was a surprise i just think it was a you know i mean they they pretty much dominated and you know sometimes in the olympics you know as hard as the field is it almost makes it easier sometimes because you have some tough games in pool you got some tough games you know in the first round second round and you you know you know you might not face maybe the toughest team or you might face the toughest team in you know the, you know the round of sixteen you know uh, it's such a toss up. It um, works like that, right? Yeah. Yeah, and and you know April and 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 Alex did a really good job of recognizing which games are really important and, and which games you know they really have to buckle down and do their things and then which games they kind of just be loose and do what they normally do and um, yeah I think they just did a great job of of, of executing and they're the number one team and they yeah i I think it was expected but they also really did a great job of of shutting the door on everybody and just you know delivering so um i think it's i'm not surprised by either of them um i'm kind of more surprised at how you know the men's finished but uh yeah i think the women's was much deserved um well earned and uh yeah i'm glad to see it 
Me too. Look, I'm not surprised for the indoor women's team because I thought they came in as the number one seed in 2016, 2012, and 2008. They come in with high expectations. They usually, for the last decade and a half, they've been coming in as a top one or a one A, you know, Brazil was always was good or whatever. The Russian, the Chinese women, um, you know, I think they won in 2016. And there's something to be said about the pressure of win gold or it's or it's a fail. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Bronze they might have been a little happy about because there were other teams in 2016, but 2012, 2008, they had a genuinely great chance of winning. And Karch was kind of around at the scene of the crime as an assistant, you know, or or, or whatever. And they did it. They did it. So I'm I'm not surprised, but at the same time, I'm still elated because it doesn't feel real. It never feels real, Rob, until the last play, until it's over. And until they're celebrating, you see the tears and whatever in the post-match interview with Karch when he got choked up and he kind of like opened up a little bit. He's an introverted uh, cat. And, uh, you know, you, you cry with him. So as to, as to being surprised, no. But at the same time, I'm still... I was still trying to take it in. You give right. You it's like you're taking it in as if you're surprised they won, but maybe because it didn't yeah. feel real. Because it, and I felt like they won for everybody that got close. All those teams that got close, this is like that was for them. They all won. We all won. I followed them. You followed them. We won, Rob. That's and that's that was the team that I liked about this because I felt like if they won, like everyone that takes the journey with them, the ups and downs. I feel like we all won. And that, man, mm -hmm. that's what sports is all about. That's what good elite athletes and good coaching is all about. They take you on this journey. You decide to follow them on this journey. You follow them on the ups. You follow them on the downs. And if they lose and if they're hurting, you're hurting with them, right? Why are you, why are you hurting, hurting over someone you never met in your life? Because that's sports, <laughs> right? Why are you crying because somebody else won a medal for themselves? <laughs> because that's sports. You, I mean, Jesus Christ, you have a fucking pulse, right? So that's the indoor team. Women's team. Not surprised. 2019, they came in as 101A with the Canadians. 2020, it seems like things changed a little bit. And then 2021, if you remember Cancun, they got the brakes beaten off of them uh, by, by a couple of teams, twice by the Aussies, uh, um, who won one of those Cancun tournaments. And then all of a sudden, they they lose the three to their own their own counterparts in the USA uh, um, against Team Slays. And then Duda and Agatha finish, and you're like, all right, if they win, I'm not surprised, but... But man, that was rough. But you, like you said, they were playing their best volleyball at the right time. And somehow, sometimes how these pools work out and, and the path from uh, mm -hmm. after pool play to the championship against a team that's a stylistic nightmare for them, like the Aussies, I couldn't have thought. I couldn't have. I could, you couldn't have picked a stylistically worse match for 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 the two of them. And they they just they just blew through it by a lot. You know, that was almost right. anticlimactic because of how the score looks. So not surprised. Um, all right, let's go with the men. We, we ain't gonna, we ain't shitting on too many so hard, okay? Because we're, we're all men and we're, these are contemporaries. I'm, I'll go first and I'll be short. I'm not surprised with the men's team because I pay attention to the world scene and I see where, in so many ways where the rest of the world is caught up in, and, inevitably, and, and inevitably passed us. I knew we had this, the best setter in the world in Micah Christensen, which, by the way, was a consensus by the world players. So it's not just like USA falling in love with each other. Um, I, I, 
liked Madden Anderson on the right side, but I didn't love him as far as sustainability is concerned. I knew he could win a couple of matches. Didn't like the tandem of outside hitters. Uh, they're both kind of like OH1s, and you really need one guy who's a better ball control guy and one guy who's the more explosive, in my experience as a coach. The championship teams have, the, have those players. Jiba and Dante, Karch and Stavertly, Reed Pretty, Riley Salmon. Um, and... So I'm not surprised. I th- I'm surprised that they didn't get out of pool. I'm, I was disappointed that they lost to Venice, to um, not Venezuela, Argentina, right? Um, but Argentina mm-hmm. played good in system ball. And, you know, Sparad decided to spread the block. And when you spread the block, that means you're kind of you're hoping your middle humps it out because you, the middles have size. But those middles were on suicide watch by the time the, uh, Argentina's middles were done. So that's the um, indoor scene. Outdoor scene, zero surprise. I knew Phil and Nick would get out of pool. I knew Taylor, um, Taylor, <laughs> I knew Triborn <laughs> and Jake would get out of pool, but we, we did not expect any of them to get past around the 32 or 16, 32 or 16. If they won, they won. If they didn't, they didn't. Right. Um, we knew, we knew that Jake and Tri were not going to beat Qatar. We knew they were going to come out second and it was just a matter of, who they were playing for second and third. We knew Qatar stylistically. Even even Taylor and Jake were a bad match. I think even Taylor, Jake, and Tri playing three against two are a bad match against Qatar because Ahmed was balling, <laughs> okay? Ahmed was a straight-up G. So not surprised. Your uh, floor is yours for the men. Yeah, I mean, uh, I don't want to get too far into it, but um, men indoor? Um yeah, I think individually we have great players. Um, still a little suspect in the middle. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if Max was hurt or, yeah. um, you know, did they, they, they subbed in David Smith when I thought, you know, Stahl was kind of starting to get it going. Yeah, UCLA cat. You know? mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, but again, we can't talk about nothing until we talk about, of course, the outside dynamic. But it's just serving, you know, yeah. like – I don't know what that was all about. They were talking about before the Argentina game that Matt Anderson came up to the coaching staff and was asking them about, do you want us to serve our hardest? Or do you want us to serve a spot? And, and, and Spira was saying that he doesn't know that they should tell him. And I mean, this is before the Argentina game. So I heard you that. You had four and years to like, figure that out. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> what? Yeah. I had you have like seven high level division one level coaches, you know, like you guys can't figure out if you're serving spaces or you're not game planning against a team who you're serving. You know what I mean? That's back in two thousand eight when I was playing club ball. Hey, this guy can't pass, let's serve him. You know, mm-hmm. this guy is a really good swinger, let's put the pressure on him to pass the ball well for the rest of the team. You know, like that's just like you know, simple business. So like if you're not talking about serving scenes, you're not talking about you know, it's just <laughs> and then so it makes sense why, you know, the best serves they had were anything that was in the court. I mean, Mitch Dahl rolled the ball, like rolled the ball over the net and they got an ace, but then they can't serve float serves. It's just, I don't know. Like it seemed like the, the focus on the first touch was, was not present, you know, right. on that side of the ball. And mm-hmm. then you're talking about offense. Yeah. I, I don't think, and I'm not saying TJ or uh, Taylor did bad. No, nah, you know, TJ was a stud. But, I thought TJ was playing right. over his head, and he played, but he played like a stud. But that's what I'm saying. Who would you rather have, Taylor Sander or TJ DeFalco? 
as my um as my explosive guy or my ball control guy? That's what I'm saying. Like we, if we're even having this question, you know, it should be one or the other. <laughs> you know what I mean? And that's that's I think the issue is that they both played well, but they both needed the ball to play well. Mm-hmm. You know, and then you got Matt Anderson sitting on the back set, who it doesn't matter if he's forty, it doesn't matter he's six eleven. He's he he has a good approach. He snaps his wrist at the top of his uh, the top of his reach. He's the best player on the court. Would have it loved to see him set him more. There. Yep. Set him more. Mm-hmm. Set him more. Set him back row. Set him front row. Sets off the net. Set him the ball. You know, you're only going to get a tough play or a ball back. And so that's why I'm saying it just seemed like there was too many options for Micah to really get the ball where he needed because at the end of the day, you pass well to run the middle. You know, oh. and you're almost like aching for them to run the middle. But it's like, well, when do you get the ball to Matt? When do you get the ball to TJ? When do you get the ball to, to Taylor on the big? You know, when you get the ball to TJ on the big, it's like there's just too many options where I don't think it was stressed enough on the ball control. You know, you're putting so much pressure on Shoji to be a, def- a, a passing specialist when, in my eyes, he's more of a defensive he's specialist. A de- thank you, a defensive specialist. You know? Yep. Right. And so you have uh, you have two not primary passing outsides and then necessarily not primary passing a barrel. And then you're asking Matt Anderson to scoop back in, into a four-man receive who is not a primary passer, really. And, you know, that's not his number one skill. And he's he's getting aced on a short ball. Yeah. You know, it's just like those things, if I'm watching the game, it's just it's, it's really difficult to watch. It's it very, was. very difficult to watch. Well, it was difficult to watch. Be, uh, first of all, big up to TJ DeFalco because coming in the Olympics, I'm like, this dude's in over his head and he's going to get house. But he played like an absolute stud. He played with a big pair for of balls sure. between his legs and for that man, he uh, he's got I am I am I am I am converted. You know, I went to the church and prayed and I, and, and I am I'm a DeFalco dude right now. Um and you're right cuz for take the ability to take care of first hit, man. They were even free balls they were passing back to, backwards to the 10-foot line. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And I'm like, you got Michael Chris- Christensen, who's who can hit on two with both hands, uh, who right. who could definitely be disruptive to defense. Because we saw them play in the World League, we saw what they can do, and that's where the disappointment came from. Um, exactly. Yeah. And, and oh, and by the way, in the commentary team, before you start insulting Venezuela and calling them the Carolinas Conference of of you know of of the Olympics, let, let, let's let's make sure we get our own fucking team out of pool play. Okay, how about that? Um, you know, some some nerve. Damn, I'm, I'm I'm doing it again, but um, but I'm but I'm a carrot of water on this one. That's that's me. I said it. Okay, um, beach. Yeah, for the men's beach. Mm-hmm. Love um, love trying Jake. I, yeah, I was really happy with the way they looked. You know, I felt like, and this I feel like this kind of happens is like you kind of have that that first that first kind of game or two with the with a new team or a new teammate, and it's kind of like they're both trying to ball out to prove to each other or to prove, you know, this is supposed to be right on the court and then you kind of like settle in you're like wait what 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 are we best at you know we're kind of getting a little tired you know we got to give up something here something there like what are we trying to scheme what are we trying to do and i thought that's like where they kind of lost their you know ability where not saying they're not iq heavy but you know tries been playing a lot of you know split blocking so it's a little bit of defense a little bit of blocking he's been even blocking more primarily um, going out there playing Divas, I thought he looked yeah, fantastic. Look good, hitting nine hundred, um, man. You didn't even want to serve the yeah. guy. Like the well, yeah, pool play, I mean. he was hitting nine hundred or some some crazy shit. Hey, I mean, he did play what left mm-hmm. side for indoor. You know, that's yep. a comfortable swing. You know, yep. right hander. He's got a great swing, anyways. A big guy. 
Trojan? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I think, yeah, I, I really liked what I saw from defense. It's going to be really interesting to see what he chooses in the next four years. Like, does he match up with Taylor? Does he stay with Trevor? Does he, you know, find some big guy to go block for him? You know, so yeah. it'd be really interesting to see. I'm a fan of those two. I'm look, I'm a volleyball for everybody listening. I'm a volleyball purist. I'm not a fan of the players as much as I'm a fan of the sport. Anyone playing at every, any level, I'm there, I'm watching, I'm talking about it. I'm critiquing fairly and I'm praising when, when, I, when I deem necessary. So so if you, if you see me teasing like them play, uh, they can't beat the Qatar people three on two, I'm having a little fun here, okay? I'm not saying, oh, that's true. I'm just having a little fun, all right? Because the fact of the matter is if I had to pick a couple of male players and a couple of female players, I'm a fan of Trevor Crabb. Triborn, you have to work on me a little bit. Uh, um, but Trevor Crabb's got so many more tools in the toolbox, um, though his brother is a, a, this amazing defender. I'm a fan of Chrissy Jones. Uh, and I'm a fan of, um, as far as the American team, because international, I could go all day. Uh, uh, TKN, Cl- uh, Cloth, Cloth and uh, Nuss. So those, so if, I, if I'm like a fan or following someone, those are the, those are the, actually, the actual people I'm like, dude, I'm a fan. And John Mayer, who doesn't play anymore. But... Yeah, but but we, we but again we weren't surprised, right? We knew going in, we we saw uh, at least with the, the the men there was this momentum where you already knew who the top four were going to be, right? You knew the Russians were going to be there. You knew Qatar, you know, made the finals like four out of four out of the last five tournaments. Um, maybe they felt like they underachieved, didn't make it to the finals, but to them, honestly, I talked to Sharif, had him on the podcast. He's just happy to have a medal because he's he said, "I'm just getting started." He's like, he's, he thinks he's going to be the, ne- the next Olympics and the one after that. So, so he's like, all right, bronze. All right, next time. You know, by the way, cool dude, man. Cool dude. You, you'd love that dude. If you ever played in the American tour, you should play with him. <laughs> so I'm down. Um, shut the door on volleyball. If I, if I hurt some people's feelings, um, tough shit. All right, next. Um, pick six. NFL pick six, Rob McLean. First of all, Kelly Campbell, who's our first uh, our competitor, uh, challenged the host. Kelly was our first um, person last year. She was a perfect 6-0 and last year. Not so much this year. 4-2. and I'm 4-2. and Rob, keep, keep it McLean was, a, was a almost neat and clean. Uh, six and zero. He's five and one. Lost with the Buffalo Bills, like we all did. Uh. So, Rob, let's. Keep, sorry, I'm gonna keep this ball rolling. Pick six. Let's start with the New York Giants versus the Washington Football Team. They man, got a quarterback Chase situation. Young, don't Chase they? Young looked good, man. Chase Didn't he? Young looked good, but Washington's quarterback got hurt. It's Chad, you know, Chad Henney. Mm-hmm. Um, I think uh, I tried Chad Heineke or Chase Heineke, whatever his name is. Um, <laughs> You know, I'm going to pick the Giants on this one. I think, um, yeah, they got a quarterback problem. Daniel Jones hits his stride. I think he, um, their defense is really, really good against the run, but not against mobile quarterbacks. I, I, I picked the G-men on this. Um, Buffalo Bills at Miami, I'll go first. Hey, 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 hey. Let's go, Buffalo. <laughs> Come on, man. You, I got uh, against Miami. They're, they're facing Miami. Miami played a really good def, uh, defensive game against uh, uh, Bill Belichick, but nobody on Belichick's roster is, is Josh Allen, and I'm going with the Bills. Hmm. I know you're not going to like me on this one, but I'm going to have to go with Miami. I think Miami is, you know, this is their year. This is their year to kind of show up and, and start showing people, and this would be a great way to start doing it, you know. I'm sorry, but you know, <laughs> <laughs> got to go with Miami here. 
so disrespectful. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. I hear it. I hear it. Ooh, ooh, you can't hide from me, Rob McLean. Next time I see you. Um, <laughs> third one. Let's go Houston against Cleveland. Let's go Houston Texans against the Cleveland Browns. I mean, Cleveland looked good last week, and uh, so did Houston, yeah. you know, surprisingly so. But, uh, yeah, I'm probably going to go with Cleveland on this one. Yeah, I'm going Browns. I'm going Browns. I think they, 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 they right what went wrong against a very good Kansas City team, and they, and they fixed that. They, I mean, they could very well finish first in that division, with, I mean, full of savages. Um, yeah. Speaking of the division full of savages, Cincinnati, the Bengals visit the Chicago Bears. Who you got? I, I'm going Bengals. I mean, I love what Joe Burrow's over doing over there, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, it's uh, good stuff. So I'm gonna have to go with um, yeah, the Bengals. Yeah, until until these guys fix their quarterback situation. It was, is it Justin Fields? Is it Dalton? Is it this guy? That guy? Nah, I go with Burrow. I go with the Bengals and Bengals over the Bears. Uh, game number five: San Francisco 49ers against the Philadelphia Eagles. I'm gonna go first on this. I like. San Francisco's defense. I like Garoppolo when he's in a good mood. And I really, really like this team on the road. I'm going San Francisco. Yeah, you know, um, I, I don't know. You like it's your hurts. Say, Come man. on, you like your hurts. Come on, you got to go against me. Otherwise, ain't nobody going to take no lead, Rob. Come on. I'll go, I'll go with Philly. I'm down with it. I'll Bing! <laughs> Shushing! <laughs> Yes. Right, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> that mobile quarterback. Yep. And last, and last game of the pick six, we got the Dallas Cowboys visiting the L.A. Chargers. Dak Prescott playing good football. Um, Chargers, um, another Justin, right? Playing good football. Um, well, not that other Justin, but who you got? Yeah, I will never pick the Cowboys. So I'm going to be going with the Chargers, and mm-hmm. uh, I'm going to be rooting for an L.A. team. Yes. Some way, somehow, when you count on the most, they will let you down. Well, guess what? This week I'm doing it. Going Cowboys. Cowboys to visit L.A. Oh, man, they're going to run me out of L.A., man. I live like, we, live, we live like 25 miles from that, that, that spot. Oh, man, shame on me for picking the Cowboys. No shame on you for picking the right thing, but I got to take some chances here. Speaking of shame or no shame. That's going to be our next topic. Rob McLean, I give you, and ladies and gentlemen, I give you to shame or not to shame. 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 All right, here we go, Rob. Let's see what I got. That's me. That's you. That's our clock. We got it. So, Rob, to sh- whoops, to shame or n- damn, I did it again. Sorry. Let's do that and that. To shame or not to shame. This is what happens when you check your own show. <laughs> um, Tyron Woodley loses the Jake Paul. Shame or no shame? Um, no shame. I think it's uh, you know a pretty scripted fight and. Uh, yeah, you know, it's only a three or five round fight. It's not really a real fight. So, I mean, in time, time constraints. So, yeah, it's uh, not really my favorite fight to watch. And I really didn't watch much of it. It just seemed kind of right. boring. And yeah, <laughs> that's all I got to say Dude, about that. Look, 
We ain't going to spend a whole minute apiece on this, okay? I'm going to go shame, 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 and I'll tell you why. Tyron Woodley, we've seen him in fights where he, he's in the corner and he wants to get off his hands and he refuses to get off. We saw him do it against Rory McDonald. We saw him do it against um, the uh, Kamara Usman to lose his title. We saw him do it against Gilbert Burns. And he has zero excuse on this because it's not like one of the Paul brothers were going to take him down. He, wasn't, he shouldn't have been worrying about these guys changing levels. You have a big right hand that could shake the gods. Use your freaking right hand. Shame. Shame. Honk my horn. Shame. Yeah, man, I'm fired up today, huh? Full of piss and vinegar. Um, all right, hey, so the next subject matter before we go to our conclusion is quick question. Quick question. All right, so Rob, quick question. Will the Dolphins win the AFC North? Yes or no? Yes. Nice. I got to go no. I give it to the Buffalo Bills. <laughs> I um, know you do. <laughs> 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 Next time, you, you come with that same energy. <laughs> um, <laughs> Rob, quick question. Uh, is, KC is Kansas City back in the Super Bowl this season? Uh, yeah. Better protection and, uh, you know, a tough defense for sure. Yeah, I think they're back. I I, I got to go in a, um, an enthusiastic yes on that. Rob, quick question. Who wins between Anthony Smith this weekend? UFC has a house show, but the, uh, the main event concentrating on the main event, uh, Ryan Spann or Anthony Smith? Pick me a winner. Um, I'll go Ryan Spann. Nice. I think I'm going to go Anthony Smith. He's got more tools in his toolbox. I see Ryan Spann taking him down, and I see him getting triangle choked. Um, quick question. Did um, Djokovic's loss at the U.S. Open actually gain him some fans? Mm. Um, I what a roar! I'll go first on this one. I say yes. Yeah, I think if he wins that, you know, I, I think it, there's still a buzz. He doesn't have as many haters, but just the uh, the level of class, people think he, you know, it's not real. It's not, it's not authentic, and that's where some of the vitriol comes from. But I gotta go. Yes, I think he gained some fans. Sometimes you gotta gain some fans losing. I think he did not gain fans because I don't think it was ever his, his etiquette or his, his behavior on the court. It's always been his behavior off the court. Mm. So I don't think anything would have really changed last night. I think he made a, might have maybe even made fans because people like famous people, you mm. know, and the more famous you are, the more they like you. But, um, yeah, I, I don't think he made any, uh, any people like him more or less last night. I think it was just, you know, People that like him like him a little more because you know they see even in defeat he's he's the same person. But outside the sport is where his issues always usually lie. Right, I agree. Hey, quick question, Rob: Will Carmelo Anthony actually help the Lakers, hurt the Lakers, or, or no no effect at all? Any shooters will help the Lakers. <laughs> LeBron and AD don't shoot threes. I mean, of course they can, but that's not their thing. Yeah, you got a three-point shooter, it's going to be good. You got a 6'8 three-point shooter, it's going to be even better. So just keep I, him on the three-point line. If you asked me, or if we asked each other this question two years ago, I would have been like, hell no. He's done. He should be playing in China. But he, the guy resuscitated his career, became a blazer, had a good old time out there, and, and everybody loved him, and, and Portland loved him, and here he is with the Lakers playing with the guy that he grew up with, with the guy who always uh, grew up playing basketball with and against, the guy who he's always wanted to play with. And, and I think this is, a great, this is a great way for him to finish his career. Hey, maybe they both retire together. Maybe they win another ring, go off in the sunset. But, but for 
for now, that answer is yes. Uh, last quick question. Was Whistlegate at Shea Stadium a real thing or manufactured? Yankee, Yankees that? and Mets. Basically, a guy uh, accused the Yankees of uh, do, whistling a number of times to give away their pitching signals. And um, the Yankees are like, you're out of your freaking mind. And when the guy hit a home run, he started whistling. And then uh, Stanton hit a home run. Is like, I could do it too. And then he hit another home run, and the Mets eventually won. So, so um, since you didn't see it, I guess I'll, I'll carry this for both of us. Um, I don't think. Sure. I think it's manufactured. I think it's bullshit. You know, I just think you're going to hear a lot of whistles. I think with the, the whistle is more to just just to distract someone. No, it wasn't a it wasn't a uh, smoke signal. You know, I mean, this isn't the goddamn Cherokee tribe in Cleveland. It's it's the Yankees for Christ's sakes. Um, no, we don't we don't we don't cheat like that. We use performance enhancing drugs and then and then deny and, and throw reporters under the bus for it. That's that's the Yankee way. Um, <laughs> last quick question. Conor McGregor had an altercation with um, Machine Gun Kelly. I guess some kind of white rapper or whatever. You didn't see that either, right? <laughs> that was that was just I a few did. hours ago. Unfortunately, was that, very unfortunate. Was that a work between the both of them? Uh, or, I don't know. I mean, I think it's more just Conor is... <laughs> Look, he's <laughs> looking for that W. <laughs> yeah, he's still right? searching for I that think, dub. <laughs> I think Conor is just honestly like a really immature person and he lashes out at people that don't respect him because he feels as though he's earned everyone's respect which and this this actually goes back to the paul paul conversation is that is it is it good for boxing it's not good for boxing because they're trolling boxing you know they're saying you know i'm i'm a boxer you know because i've done it for a year or two you know it's not it's not boxing boxing is a lifestyle you know it's it's like the guys that used to run up in the gyms and try to fight boxing boxing instructors, you know what I mean? Because they think they can box. And then a boxing instructor beats the hell out of them and say, you can't just come into a gym and do this. You know, nowadays you can just buy that boxing instructor and take private lessons and become a, a, a boxer. But I think that's, that could, like we're saying, desecrates the sport, you know, going back to what we're talking about now. It's just don't, you know, you got to have some integrity. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, yep. If you don't, it's okay, you know, but no, that's your choice that you're, you're doing anything to get anybody to watch you, you know? And that's, I feel like the problem with Conor McGregor is he brought so much bad blood into the sport that. And didn't we know, see this coming? He's going to get back. Yeah, did, we did. Didn't Everybody we see talked about didn't, it too. Like, but, you're going to get back what you want. Yep. You know, you want this, you want this smoke, you're going to get it back. And he did because he wasn't ready for it. He, he boxed Mayweather, and people said it too. You boxed Mayweather, you got $100 million, you don't really need to fight anymore. Mm -hmm. You know, you should have just hung it up then and said, I won. I beat I beat everybody because I got $100 million thing. But no, he had to have an ego and prove that he needed to be a fighter. And that's okay, but recognize, you know, and I don't think he recognized. I think he's, he's, he just expected to step back in the octagon and fight how he did pre-boxing. Pre and mm. you know your footwork's different your eyesight's different you know the things you're thinking about are different you know um well he I lost think he, just, yeah. he lost a lot of things when, when he went to boxing or he just trained for about because you could tell he trained hard for boxing he was trying to win that fight you know he really and that you know more to him but you know he's had all that time off i don't think he was spending it trying to prepare for the octagon again i think he spent it trying to decompress from all the shit he just got so yep um 
Yeah, I just sorry about a quick question. No, but, that's um, no, because we spilled on to something else. Yeah, it's just I think mm. Connor in the in the did the best possible thing. You know, he kind of trolled, you know, MMA in a sense. But you know, the the the, the appalls are just desecrating a sport that's already dying. And mm. you know, it feels good now. It sounds good now. But what happens when they you know want, get caught or decide to stop doing it or you know, maybe they are taking PTD, PEDs and they get caught for that. You know, what if any of those things happen and then they're out of boxing and mm-hmm. then there's no people really watching anymore because all they really want to watch is that dumb bullshit. Yeah. So I wonder if they now, even tested. At the end of the day, well, even that, at the end of the day, it's not something that's going to last. No. You know what I mean? It's a quick money grab. Like you said, they're going to get their money and get out. Yeah. And then it, it leaves fighters for what? You know, it makes them look kind of dumb because now it looks like a circus. It looks like it's unprofessional. It looks like anybody could do it, you know, and then who's going to buy after that? So it's like, I just think they're trolling and kind of vulturing off of, you know, something that, that is beautiful. It's a sport. It's an art. Yeah. You know? Well, for as far as Connor goes, it's really, really hard to get up in the morning when you have a hundred million dollars in the bank. All right. When you're in set, when you're in those satin sheets, you're like, ah, I'll do it tomorrow. You know, I'm on. You got the phone in the bed, or you got enough money. Someone brings you the phone in the bed, and just all right. Turn around. I need to talk. Uh, um, and we called this because we wanted to make sure when shit went wrong, we wanted to see if Connor was going to play the victim, right, or if he was going, or if he's going to come with that same energy. Oh, wow. yeah. You know, and right now, and it's weird because he's doing both. He is coming with that same energy, but at the same time, he's also playing the victim, you know. Uh, um, and I well, and, because he's losing. Yeah, of course. Know, we haven't really we haven't really seen him lose. But you know? we but we knew that was going to happen because the best ability in mixed martial arts is availability. While he was sitting there boxing and doing his thing, taking another year to fight, could be even get choked out. Dustin Poirier, the diamond, was actually sculpting his diamond. He was in there in the cage with Justin Gaethje, which is like a fight of the year. And before that, he was in the cage with Eddie Alvarez. You know, so I mean, just getting it in. And, you know, Khabib, he had him. He had Khabib close. I mean, Khabib, well, Khabib doesn't tap. So, but he, when he had him in that guillotine choke, I mean, everyone got out of their seat. So he, he's been this, he faced Max Holloway. So the whole time, Connor fought, what, two times? Uh, um, Floyd Mayweather lost. Uh, Khabib Nurmagomedov lost. Dustin Poirier was uh, four and one, only losing to to the goat, you know, or that 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 uh, one fifty five goat. So we knew that was going to happen. We just wanted to see how it was going to react, you know. So that's the end of a quick question, guys. Um, but before we go, um, echoing the sentiment to my volleyball brethren, I j- this whole thing I was talking about, like just be nice to people. I want you to realize, because some people make it a false dichotomy. Oh, Jay, oh, you want me to go up and say, oh, hi, how you doing? I haven't seen you in a long time. No, no, I'm not asking you to do that either. There's somewhere between asking, making like someone's your best friend or cold shoulder and someone like the total strangers is this gray area. If someone says good morning, you could just say hi like a mammal. Just say, just be, just, uh, the only thing I ask in my volleyball brother and coaches, commentators, just behave like mammals. We're, we're all on the same team. You know, and then some, I mean, a lot of people won't say hi to me because I'm, I'm sometimes I'm critical of the people that I like, but I think that comes with the territory too, right? We, you can, Rob, I can still like you and be critical of your game. What the hell, what, who's, who's, what kind of, you know, unwritten rule says that you, you're not allowed to, to, to fairly criticize someone that you like, right? 
criticize volleyball players with volleyball. So two things I wanted to say was, if you dish it, you got to be able to take it. I can. And two, just be nice. It, it, it doesn't, in a sport where we're still trying to make something out of this, it really, really, it would be really nice just for some fan out there who says hi or whatever. I had my daughter uh, at Hermosa Beach and, and I was like, wow, that's a volleyball player. Say hi. And Braxton said hi. And the player didn't say anything back. And I'm like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to out this player. But I'm like, you know, what, what a scumbag move. You know, it, it would have been so much, it would have been like everything in the world. Like if I was just a fan, a guy who's interested in the sport and my daughter did that. I'm like, I'm not watching no, I'm watching no volleyball. I could get the same thing from the NBA, <laughs> you know? So, but, um, I just, I guess my message is my, before we go, just, just be nice. You don't have to save the world and feed the hungry. Uh, when I say be nice, you don't have to rescue someone if they're in financial need or or get into some kind of business deal from some some guy rolling up to you on the beach that might want something from you other than just a hello be nice that's all that's all i got rob is there anything you'd like to say before we get out of here be safe be happy y'all I thought you'd forget it. it was, dude. It's been so long since you said that. I'm like, I bet, I bet he's gotta remember it. I bet he's gotta. I bet Rob's gotta reach back <laughs> and come get that. Um, but no, you didn't. You said it the same way you said it the last episode, and the episode before that, and the episode before that, and the episode before that. Rob, I love you to death, man. I'm miss miss doing this episode. All right, and we'll see you all next week, guys. For all of you at home, for all of you at your your iPad, Starbucks, for all of you on your Droid desktop and mobile device watching this, thank you so much for having us in your living room and in your life. This is Rob. Keep it McLean. McLean. I'm Jason DeBiss. This is episode 70 of Sports Debate Tuesday. We're out. Come check out the Option Podcast on OptionDB.com. It's also available on iTunes and Spotify and on YouTube under the NY Varsity Sports Handle. You're going to love what you hear.